thank you very much for coming uh, and recording this podcast you kind of are one milestone you are episode number 10 <laughs> isn't that cool uh, so we started it we just started it exactly one week ago and we are on our 10th episode already that is fantastic uh, well thank you very much for making time to come over right? uh, thank you thank you yeah the deepali uh, you know, we start with the podcast more as uh, just to kind of understand each other what we did since 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 we left jnmc but and also what we did prior to jnmc um mm-hmm. so can you start i know that we all know that you are a localite so just give us a yes. brief kind of thing of what you did before coming in and joining uh, jnmc so before uh, jnmc i was studying in school it was a convent school so i think teju has covered that we have been schoolmates or like classmates since kg till 10th standard yeah and uh, even beyond so uh, i was always a very good student uh, very studious uh-huh. and uh, very sincere and always a little serious probably you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, kind of little introvert uh-huh. uh yeah i had a group of friends Yeah. and i used to be very free with them but other than that uh, not very you know like open yeah. a little uh, a kind of little closed not very easily opening up to people yeah and i think uh, the highlight uh, was i joined ncc in the 8th standard uh-huh it grew yeah. and uh, then i we had this uh, thing for the rd parade the republic day parade Yeah. Going to Delhi. So So you went to you went to that? Yeah. I went yeah. to Delhi. Okay. So I was among the uh, the best cadet cadet category in the junior wing for army. Uh-huh. And um, from my from the state of Karnataka and Goa. So I represented so that was like a major exposure for me. So I met so many different people and um, I it uh, I was always good at even you know uh, the elocution competitions that we used to have in school. Uh huh. Yeah, and the speech and oration and all that stuff, hosting. Uh huh. Uh, but I discovered more of that talent when I went to NCC. So that NCC changed the way you you were before that you were kind of introvert and then that after that ncc parade did a uh, little bit little bit little bit, little bit. not too what, much what was what was the major change was it that it gave you confidence that you can make friends and yes. be comfortable yes. yeah. Okay. yeah okay it made me very comfortable with friends I had a lot of friends pen friends then because uh-huh. back then you right yeah, yeah, i remember pen friends yeah <laughs> yeah i did that a lot for a long time uh-huh and uh, Uh, this talent of uh, speaking you know oration that also you know uh, was given an opportunity during so that time we used to have these cultural events uh-huh. in ncc and uh, i used to host many of them even so in the adi parade you were the mc for them yes yes i did that wow and i, I remember one of our events in the adi parade in delhi was covered by doordarshan then Uh-huh. So I was hosting the cultural event for that evening. So do you actually have you found it on YouTube anywhere? Because I know that now you can get these clips everywhere. No, I think that was a long time ago when I was in the ninth grade. Uh-huh. So I I, don't know, I haven't looked for it. So uh-huh. I really don't. 
That is awesome. And, so, yeah, so, and I got a taste of this, uh, you know, the army life, the defense life. Uh-huh. And uh, till Delhi, we, uh, you know, going up to Delhi, we had many camps on the way, the NCC camps at different levels. Uh-huh. And we spent many months doing that and getting selected and going to the next level. Uh, but once we reached Delhi, and it was difficult, it was very difficult, uh, not easy. Going through, staying there, eating that food. I remember on one occasion in Bangalore, uh, there was this uh, lentil dal which was served, and there was a cockroach in it. Wow! And, and could you complain and, or not? I uh, know you couldn't actually. You couldn't actually. You just just put forth the matter, but in a very uh, uh, congenial way. You couldn't like revolt or anything like that. But the best part was, I was just remembering this the other day, that I just removed the cockroach and then completed my meal without complaining. So the focus was so much on just going ahead and uh, not getting diverted with, you know, any what, what would have happened to you had you actually complained about that cockroach? Well, I mean, there must have been something in your mind, oh, maybe I'll not be, maybe I'll yeah. pay for consequences. Was, yeah. that, was that something going on? Yeah, everything, everything there uh, was uh, being evaluated. Uh-huh. The way you behave, uh, way you speak, way you um, not only see we were evaluated on different grounds. Yeah. Like the firing, the service subjects, what we have knowledge about army and all that. Uh-huh. We have first aid, you know, all that nursing and first aid care, you know, and then we had marching about five six heads. Yeah. On which we were being evaluated. So even your general uh, performance, how you get along with everybody, and how you maintain yourself during those days. Yeah. You know, because if you fall ill, and then you just have to turn back and go. <laughs> that happened to yeah. a few of my friends. So yeah. they they fell ill and they couldn't keep up, and they had to just go back. Uh huh. So, you know, maybe uh, considering everything, I don't remember what was exactly the point, but considering everything, I, I think I decided you just, not you to. You wanted to succeed. You wanted to yes. go all the way and see how go far you could go. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and you did. You went all the way to I the military period. Right. I, yeah. I was and in the end. that was really something. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of opened you to a lot of different experiences, which actually defined you for the next few years at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, that is uh, really funny that you could actually just take a cockroach and dump it and then, and then, and then finish yeah. your book. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. I know. And I'm a vegetarian and uh, I don't know how I did it. I don't think I can do it at all now, but I yeah. did it then. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. I'm just imagining that, you know. <laughs> Did the the food after you found the cockroach, did the food actually taste any better? Was it struggling to go in or was it going? (laughs) You don't remember. (laughs) Frankly speaking, I don't remember much. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And then then that was... Going up to the RD parade was uh, something nice. uh, Every contingent had a flag area Uh to decorate it and we had to explain it. Uh-huh. So the uh, the Adi parade in Delhi is called as the Prime Minister's Rally. Yeah. Okay. So the Prime Minister visits us, and uh, you know goes through all the flag areas. 
So the Karnataka and Goa contingent, uh, I was explaining it to the Prime Minister. Uh-huh. So then it was Mr. Rajiv Gandhi. Yeah. 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 So it was really something. And then I think... Uh, he came and you could speak to Rajiv Gandhi? At that yeah, time? yeah. I, I, I did wow. get the chance to. Yeah. It was yeah. nice. It was something... Uh, uh, you know, for the, all the hard work that I did. It was worth it. Months, yeah. 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 Yes. And so that was in ninth grade and then you came back 10th and then after that you went to PUC. Uh, yes. Yeah. And then, and then you ended up in Belgaum. In, sorry, I in ended MCU, up in Belgaum because I'm telling you about the NCC because I got a seat, medical seat through the NCC quota. Okay. Okay. I didn't yeah. know there was an NCC quota. I see. I was in NCC. Yes. Um, okay. I got out of this uh-huh. Republic Day, you know where? Uh-huh. At the local selection level. I could not run 400 meters. Okay. <laughs> we had to run, we I... had to run, we had to run one round of a ground. I could not uh-huh. complete it. And I was, okay. <laughs> I, just, I did not get collect, selected for anything after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see where I was at that time. Yeah, it's amazing to go all the way to RD Parade. From my um, call school, there was one kid who went to the RD Parade. I don't remember mm-hmm. his name, but he was a celebrity of sorts because, you know, he was looking like this army man, uh, yeah. always wearing that and with that. And yeah, so everyone was, uh, I don't remember his name. He was my senior, but he got in. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, so you got in through the NCC quota to JNMC. Yes, yes. Yeah, and. And what are your memories of JNMC? Your dad was already in JNMC at that time. He was uh, yes. he was staff or he was faculty there. Yeah. yeah. Right. And how he long has at- he been in JNMC? Uh, he has been JNMC all his uh, life. You know, he passed out from JNMC. Uh huh. And he continued working there. Wow. Till his retirement. <laughs> so you have. You have grown up since you were born in Belgium itself? I was born in Belgium. Yes, I was born in Belgium. You are also that KG to UG kind of person. Yes, KG Belgium. to UG. And uh-huh. I did my PG outside. I did. Uh, I took up my um, post-graduation in transfusion medicine at Tata Hospital, yeah. Bombay. Yeah. So those were like the few years that I was outside Belgium. And, I and came then back after that, you came back. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> so, so Belgamite all all along. Yeah. Oh, Tell me yeah. a little bit about your dad. We remember him very well. So. Uh, Is it okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we used to see him all the time, and then you were you were his daughter, so we could always say, say they, they, Dr. Petrovli. <laughs> right. so, yeah. So he was uh, working with the pathology department. Yeah. And uh, basically, was uh, looking after the blood bank. Yeah. Uh, at the civil hospital then and later at the KLE hospital mm-hmm. when you know all the working shifted to KLE. Yeah. Because he did uh, a course at uh, Mumbai uh, regarding uh, you know the immunohematology center in Bombay. IH okay. we call it. Uh-huh. Immunohematology. Yeah. So because of that he was basically into blood banking awesome. in his life. And yeah, through I- that uh, he was attached to the pathology department. Because there was no separate uh, department of transfusion medicine then. Uh-huh. So that was pathology, and then, um, and then, and then later it became a blood bank 
So even in Kelly, when he retired, was he still in pathology department or was it a separate? Was it? No, he was working with pathology. He was All in his pathology life. itself. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me about your time in JNMC. I'm I'm certain that there are some interesting instances. I don't know what interesting incidents you are talking about, but for me, it was a nice journey. It was okay. Very good. Um, five, five and a half years, I had a very good time. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the best times, you know, in my life. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of, I had a lot of friends, uh, maybe not as many as others, but from my point of view, yes. Good yeah. friends. Good friends. Yeah. yeah. So Teju was always there. Uh, yeah. along with me. Yeah. yeah. We became very good friends. Uh, I and Teju in the PU and in medical college. Okay. So in school, we were, okay, we had different groups, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but in college, you bonded yeah. very well in medical college. Yes, we did that. Yeah. So the local gang was there, Datta and you know, all those, that group, Manoj. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, there was also another group from the college. Uh, Supriya was there, Pedram, Papni. Yeah. Your table mates. Your yeah. table mates. Yes. They are yeah. good friends. Yeah. Rama. Yeah. Rama is my table mate. <laughs> <laughs> Pramila was there. Pramila, Pramila yeah. Was, yeah. So we had uh, Pavitra was there. Pavitra, yeah. yeah. Now Katkol, Pavitra Guttigoli. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah, so they were all you were all you were all in the same table right at that time yes yes yeah then yeah. um yeah so can you do you do you remember any funny or interesting instances i remember a few of them uh, one part i remember was uh, the last the final year i and teju we stayed out for a couple of months just uh-huh. to study we had a, we made a, you know, separate room somewhere really? in Shivabasar. Yeah. Ama- okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just and so that um, you don't have, you don't have your parents bothering you. Yeah. Nobody to bother us. Uh-huh. You know? Did you, were you studying? Month. Were you studying during yeah, that time? We really did study. We really did study. <laughs> this was, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that usually goes down very bad when people take some time off and take yeah. a room. You were, you were able to study. Yeah, we Amazing. were able to study. Amazing. That, that is a lot of and army the, discipline. Yeah, all the days in the library. So library was one of the places where, you know, I really studied, I think. Uh-huh. Um, never uh-huh. expected uh, that I could study in the library, but it was like a nice place, really good place to study. That was a beautiful library. Mm-hmm. And people used to have their permanent yeah. positions there. So that, oh, oh, that is my place, yeah. my spot. I never had a spot. I was not going to the library much. So, uh, <laughs> that's uh, timeline, I'm going back and forth. But I uh-huh. remember one thing, before I joined medicine, I knew a couple of seniors. Uh-huh. So I was really worried about a few things. You know, one, you cannot wear anything other than, a, you know, a long uh, kurta. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, that was the dress code for the girls. Uh-huh. Couldn't wear anything short. Couldn't wear skirts, yeah. all that stuff. Uh-huh. So, though my life is going to completely change, right? And you cannot grow your nails, yeah. You know, all that. So all those things that I have a daughter now, and I can understand how, yeah. you know, in her school they said you cannot wear anything 
you know, above yeah. your knee or something like that. And that really upset her. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in, school, in school also we had those rules. But then there was the two-year period, 11th and 12th. There was no rules. Uh, we did whatever we wanted, you know. So you're yeah. like free bird currently. Uh-huh. And then again you have restrictions. So that was not so nice. So I went and met this uh, seniors. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, they showed, me, they told me all these rules, and then they also showed me the Grey's Anatomy. Uh-huh. So the book itself really scared me, and uh-huh. I was uh, uh, I was a little tensed up for some time. How is? Do you think they were showing off Grey's Anatomy? They did not tell you about Chaurasia. <laughs> no, they didn't tell me about Chaurasia. I was not aware. <laughs> so were you aware no, of it in, in, in the? <laughs> So, yeah, these are all the hostel secrets, you know, we read Chaurasia uh-huh. in the hostel, outside just show Grey's Anatomy. So even we read, when we joined, even I read Chaurasia, but yeah. I didn't know about it uh, before joining in Yeah, the Chaurasia is a great me. book. <laughs> yeah, that really scared me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was one thing. And then I remember uh, always being made uh, to stand up in the class to, you know, all the most many professors would just ask me questions uh-huh. all the time, like, you know, just stand up and answer. Is that, is that because your dad was actually staff or faculty in the college that they were actually picking on you? you think? Because you were one of the few, you were one of the few whose parents or father was was in the right. in the college yeah. Right? So. <laughs> yeah i i think so i think so they they wanted to like check probably you know um, i i think it was like that i mean does she know something or what is it like <laughs> so you were always being or just, yeah or just sitting there like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I i used to think like that because every other professor would always ask me something or the other yeah yeah. Yeah. So at least and we were spared because of that. The, towards the end, I think uh, Gynac, I had a little tough time with uh, one of the professors there, a Gynac department. Who was that? Uh, it was Dr. Bellat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was the problem? It was, it was really bad. He would always ask me something or the other and make me do some kind of, you know, extra work. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know, some kind of an extra assignment. I should find out something. You know? uh-huh. Yeah, I remember this one time he asked me, uh, tell me what is seats but. Uh-huh. So I went through so many texts, so many things in the textbook, I couldn't find out. Uh-huh. And then I went back to him. He said, no, you have to find out. I'm not going to give you any internal mark, zero mark. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, uh, I don't remember how, but then somebody, I somehow came to know it's a part of the nursing college, nursing the Syllabus. Uh-huh. The seats but. Yeah. So then I went through that notes and then I found it because I was not able to find it in our I think it became I think it probably became the talk, at least in our class, because all of us knew about seats bath after that. I somehow knew know about it. You know, I didn't <laughs> maybe you told now us. Now you know or now you know or then you knew. May, no, not I mean I know I knew about it. I don't know when, but maybe because mm-hmm. you were asked to find out. Uh, ah. You know, and <laughs> I think all of us knew what is seats, but <laughs> I'm almost yes. certain all our batchmates will know what is seats, but probably. Right. <laughs> so, 
yeah so there is one confession i am going to make today that uh, on the last day i think teju probably knows about it uh, the you know there was some paper which he had to sign against dr bella had to sign mm-hmm. uh, attendant i don't remember what it was exactly and i went to him and he was not ready to sign it mm-hmm. in spite of me doing everything that he has asked me to do yeah and at the final at the final end at the last moment i think i just didn't go to him i forced his signature what yeah really? i did that you forced bellard signature signature yes on that i don't remember what paper it was um, that is a completion whatever right? it's a completion I, paper right so we had to get a completion certificate so. or something like that that you finished that it was not a certificate it was like many signatures were done by different people and his was one among them and he did not sign it he did not sign it that's a that's a real yeah is he still around <laughs> <laughs> i think so i don't know anymore ah uh-huh. that's amazing <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that is taking. So then later, later I joined uh, Kaili Hospital and I was working there. So then it was like I was also one among the staff. So we were like, he was my teacher earlier. Now we were like. Then colleagues. now you are you are equals. Yeah, colleagues. But yeah. I never, I never wanted to, you know, see him or acknowledge or wish acknowledge him. Acknowledge his or presence. Yeah, I just didn't. Never went ahead and you know wished him or you know like. <laughs> <laughs> always uh, always avoided him <laughs> yeah that is crazy yeah. yeah no i mean i would and have I, was, i was working in the blood bank so i would get all the time calls from his department and him Kaini. a couple of times yeah. for different things yeah uh uh-huh. yeah what was your favorite hangout places in belgaum within jnmc what was your favorite hangout places i think Apart from the library canteen, canteen? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah canteen was one and that uh, which one the above 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 the bank the the syndicate bank is that the one or the or there was a cafeteria the cafeteria the cafeteria behind the kelly hospital yeah yeah then it became dental dental whatever but then right. behind that uh-huh. yes, yes. so that is where you that used was, to yeah that was a good place and i think that uh, shiva shiva mandir we would hang out quite a bit around that and it was, was a nice sitting area Yeah, I remember sitting there and even studying. That was I've never done such a thing before, but that was nice studying. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a never nice done before campus. and after. It was a beautiful yeah. campus. You know, it's very rare to find such yes. a compact but also very nice campus yes. with everyone. Yeah, you know, the the space yeah. was just about right. It was not too crowded. It was not. Um, yeah, it was. And not, we had we had some very phenomenal teachers. I think uh, throughout our. I agree with that totally. I think yeah. JNMC had probably the best teachers, right. best teachers. And I would want to emphasize had because you know I have been in touch with JNMC even after that. Uh-huh. It's not the same anymore. It is not. I was going to come to that. Are you still in yeah. JNMC? Are you still working in no, JNMC? No, I am not. I'm you not, you have I'm left. Not. Okay, so we'll talk about it later. You know, because mm-hmm. I really wonder what is JNMC today. You know, <clears throat> I want mm-hmm. to speak to someone who is actually working now. I think Sunita idea. would be a right person. I know, I know. She's on my list. I need to call her <laughs> for this. <laughs> so, yeah, no. And then, um, so you finished your JNMC, and then you went to Mumbai, right? You went yes. to Mumbai to do to Tata Mem- Tata. That is the cancer hospital. Yes, I did there. I did my uh, post graduation in transfusion medicine. Uh huh. And was it three mm-hmm. years? Yeah, 
the post graduation no i did my diploma it was a two years course uh-huh. uh there was no diploma then uh, there was no masters then uh, in transfusion medicine available other than lucknow okay pgi uh, sdpgi yeah sdpgi so what made um, you choose transfusion medicine it looks like you you followed your dad's footsteps there yeah it was more you know to do with uh, my uh, personal life so uh-huh. i as soon as i finished my uh, gave third third exam i my first posting through, for internship was uh, the rural posting at ghataprabha uh huh and uh, that is where i discovered that you know i have uh, this passion or a liking for surgery okay so we did a number of uh, you know assisted quite a number of surgeries, surgeries there. there yeah different, different surgeries different categories Uh-huh. And uh huh. And there, this there was this younger doctor Vaidya who yeah. also uh, spoke to me and said that you have a very good hand and you must you know pursue this yeah surgical yeah. line line yeah. So I was very quite keen and uh, about surgery, and I didn't know which field of surgery I would choose, but yeah. I was quite keen. And then when I came back from my uh, rural posting. I, my cousin who stays in belgaum she introduced me to my present husband okay okay and so it was like a informal uh, meeting like you know we just get we went out for dinner a few of us uh-huh. cousin sister my sister was there his cousin was there and and uh, you know somehow something clicked and yeah. uh, i just felt that i know this person and uh, whenever we would speak you know we met a few times after that about you know 3 4 5 months we kept uh-huh. on meeting you are in there uh-huh and uh, i we decided you know we want to get married it was like you know i know this person then as to whenever i used to hear him i used to feel oh, this is this is like this is what i want to hear this is what i want <laughs> yeah like that yeah so it was like an instant attraction uh not an instant attraction as such uh it was more like uh, at a what to say like a soulmate kind of a thing yeah i mean that is even more deeper okay that's fine go on <laughs> i just felt i know this person so well like, yeah just know yeah. him uh huh and uh, so he and it was you know whenever before that one thing was i didn't want to get married so early i always uh-huh. thought i should finish my post graduation then get married yeah so i wanted to do my pg and uh, second was i never wanted to stay in belgaum uh huh it was like a complete no no for me no belgaum at all yeah. i had enough with belgaum uh huh and the third thing was i never wanted to marry a businessman okay so i had two friends in school yeah uh, who, whose families came from business background so that yeah. was the idea which i had in my head you know yeah uh, so and that was not appealing so i okay. was not at all interested in you know getting married to a businessman so i always uh-huh. thought uh, it was not like i want to get married to a doctor only anybody you know was okay but not a business person yeah so i was very so, clear so for your people. soulmate you kind of broke all those three surgery yeah, belgaum business right right yeah he came from a you know pure business family uh-huh. there was no doctors in his entire uh, he has an extended family in, in belgaum uh-huh. so we have about 100 plus people <laughs> none of them are doctors 
Yeah. So I then by the end of my internship, I realized a couple of things that now since I'm going to get married and stay in Belgium with this family, it would be nice that I don't take up you know like surgery. It would not be a because you'll be more problem. you'll be more career driven and you didn't wanna not career driven. Uh, more uh, it will be more tough for me. Yeah. Not yeah. Be easy for me. Yeah. So you kind of. moved away from surgery and then you thought okay now yeah, what now what yeah so now <laughs> what uh, the, the fact is that when i went to tata i you have to give an entrance uh-huh. so i was eligible for the surgery seat through that entrance exam i have no doubt you were such a good student yeah yeah so uh, when i was taking up the seat the person they were asking me are you sure you want to take this transfusion medicine you can take up surgery yeah so then i said no i want to take up transfusion medicine that is amazing <laughs> and another thing i realized raghu uh, during my internship was uh, when we did all those night duties and you know yeah. various uh, emergency departments uh-huh. that i don't think i want to do this you know uh, for the rest of my life stay awake in the nights and you know take night calls yeah 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 so that is when i think i discovered some things about myself that i i am a good student i like medicine Yeah. but i am not like ready to give up you know like, like personal, so much of my life yeah you kind of knew your happy point where you could put yeah. your career and your personal life and you thought that right. was transfusion medicine i think yeah. you also had that immediacy bias because your dad was also a transfusion yeah seen right, right. it thought okay this is not a bad thing for me huh? correct so it was Amazing. like you know a calculated choice like, yeah and then yeah. tell me about your husband your soulmate <laughs> my husband uh, is rahul uh-huh. uh, is a very down to earth person uh-huh. uh, very humorous very humorous okay and um, uh, no airs about himself or anything and another thing i like about him is that uh, you know some things i learned that i always used to think uh, right and wrong black and white so he was the one who taught me that you know there are a lot of gray areas in life so yeah. always like right yeah. black white yeah yeah it's kind of the practical path. life the middle path yeah moderation yeah. in a lot of things yeah yeah so yes yeah that is the kind of wisdom and that is required today you know because yes. when we are polarized yeah. everywhere um you know mm. my way or the highway kind of thing that kind of wisdom of of meeting in the middle so you already had that right right because i think i was more like that you know you know it has to be the right way or not at all uh-huh. so he could actually change you yeah yeah he has changed me a lot <laughs> that's amazing because yeah, you were we were very close you know in in the sense that you were next to my table and i think we also shared a lot of clinical postings together to me you were always someone who had made up their mind already she Yeah. Made up, <laughs> made yeah, up for mind. There is no negotiation here, kind of person. But he made you. Yeah. He made you change, change yeah, your viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah. Some amazing. points, yes, definitely, definitely. Amazing, amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. And another thing was, uh, I have realized staying with him that uh, he can accept things very fast. Any changes, any unusual, unforeseen circumstances, or you know situations that arise uh-huh. uh huh he his acceptance level is higher wow so you must have a really peaceful peaceful 
happily yeah, after yeah. marriage kind of a life, right? Kind of, yes. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, a have... little, a little ripple here and there is always going to be there. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. But nothing yeah. that rocks the boat. No, no. Hmm. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, you think that is a lot because of him or because of you? Uh, the ripple? Not or... the ripple. <laughs> I'm not asking about the ripple. Good one. <laughs> Uh, uh, you don't have to share this with him. This is only for us, the podcast. I, I, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Even if I share, it's not a big deal. I, I mean, know. <laughs> yeah, we know each other by now, inside out. You know, like nothing <laughs> to yeah. hide. No, I think both of us. We have. Uh, he has always been like rock solid, but same with me. I think uh-huh. both of us have been like that. So you kind of changed you, changed your view so that everything is going to be. No, fine. see, so there are some things that uh, has I have changed because yeah. of him. And there are yeah. some things he has changed because of me. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Tell me yeah. about your children. How many do you have? What's their names? Uh, I have two children. My elder one is Kushi. She's 20. Beautiful name. And uh, she's doing her bachelor's in osteopathy. At, okay. Uh, yeah, third year now. Uh-huh. At Bhuvaneshwar in Orissa. Wow, okay. I think that's the first bachelor's in Asia for osteopathy. Yeah, I've not heard of this before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, my son is in the ninth grade now. He's Shaurya. Shaurya. Yes. <laughs> so now um, I want to ask you about... What happened immediately after your Tata? You stayed there for some time and then you came and joined JNMC as staff. Yeah. So during that period, it was, you know, I was uh, literally asked to come back by uh, Mr. Kore. Oh, okay. You have to come back and start, you know, taking care of the blood bank and you want to start the components and everything like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You joined JNMC. Yeah. How long were you there in JNMC now? I was working with the... I was not a part of the JNMC. You were not part of KLE Hospital? KLE Hospital. Yes. Okay. 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 I was working for about 13 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. The la- when I met you in the reunion, you were in KLE. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. And then after that, did you kind of start something on your own? Uh, no, I'm still... I wanted to start a blood bank. Uh-huh. So I did a lot of Jugaad for that. Uh, somehow it has not materialized. Uh-huh. And uh, then I found uh, I'm working with another blood bank here. I'm heading another blood bank here in in, in town, in Belgaum itself. Yeah, in Belgaum, and in and in who Belgaum. do you supply it to? Probably not Kelly, but the other, now, other not, No, once in a while we do, uh, whenever you know there's really shortage and we have something. But uh-huh. this is a standalone blood bank. Okay. And uh, so we are supplying to almost all the other nursing homes and you know, everybody else. Okay. Other than, you know, yeah. I'm always curious, where do you get your donors from? If you are a standalone blood bank like that, where do you get your donors mm-hmm. from? Yeah, we get a lot of blood through the voluntary blood donation camps. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, also through, you know, replacement donors. We have this concept of replacement donors. So if you utilize blood, and yeah. we are asking to replace that. So someone in your relatives can come and give the same equivalent amount yeah, of blood and stuff like that. Right? Okay. Yeah, because it is uh, it is always it's not something natural that people think, 
about, right? Unless you have to have this kind of uh, constant. And is it hard to get blood donors? Is it hard usually to find them? Is there a... Not uh, very hard. Now, uh-huh. another thing that you were saying was uh, because you're a standalone blood bank, how do you get your blood? Yeah. Uh, actually, it's true whether you're standalone or whether you are uh, hospital-based. It's about the same. Uh, it's almost the same. Because yeah. blood, anyways, people don't think of you know, donating blood. They just yeah. want to take blood. Yeah. 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 And I, had, I have this uh, amazing experience. Uh, just before I left Bombay, uh, no, just before I got married, um, you know, I was carrying around 10,000 rupees in my wallet in the train. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was pickpocketed. Uh-huh. Just a, a fraction of few uh, yeah. minutes. Yeah. And uh, it so happened that the station I got down on was uh, where they had a railway police yeah. station. Yeah. So a lot of people around, uh, you know, suggested to me, you just go and report them, file an yeah. FIR. Yeah. Just because people said, and I was at a loss, you know, 10,000 yeah. rupees was a big thing. I know. And uh, so I was like, uh, I went and filed the FIR and just yeah. forgot about it. Yeah. It was somewhere in, I got married in 97. So a few months before that. So in 97, this happened. Yeah. And completely forgot about it. And uh-huh. I had given my address uh, as uh, the my hostel address. You know, yeah. Where I was staying. It was uh-huh. just the next building next to Tata. Yeah. And I think in 2003 or four, after my daughter was born and before my son was born, I get a call at around 11 o'clock in the night. By then we had mobiles. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I got a call at around 11 or 11.30. We had gone out for an ice cream with my daughter, me, my husband and my daughter. Uh-huh. So I get a phone on the mobile and uh, this person says, I am uh, Mumbai police, sub-inspector sub so-and-so. And I'm calling up to tell you that we have found your 10,000 rupees. Please come and collect it. Huh? How did, how did that happen? That's another Three story, years later. Three, four years later. Not four, four years later. Five, six years later. It was wow. 2003 or four, And this happened in 97. Uh-huh. Almost five, six years later. How did so they find that? Like, uh, yeah, it was like another story. They found some pickpocket lady. Uh, uh, who had, you know, crores of rupees and a lot of kilos of gold in her uh, lockers found. And uh, uh, and the so best part was she had kept an account of in which train, uh, which <laughs> train or wherever she has, for, you know, pickpocketed people. Yeah. And what Mumbai police did was they tallied. They, they tallied, tallied everything and then they still gave you a call. That is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that is something. And then they found me. Then yeah. They found me. <laughs> that kind of efficiency that you, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible in it's America. Impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. So you should also thank important. that lady who pickpocketed you because she kind of kept the uh, account, right? I mean, that is such yeah, an educated yeah. lady. So, <laughs> <laughs> obsessive. And Actually, funny. that lady was supposed to be some national headlines, you know. The, the, the inspector told me, haven't you heard about this thing that happened? Amazing. <laughs> Something like that. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that is, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> that is like out of the blue. You can't make this story up. <laughs> so, yeah. So Deepali, what are your hobbies? What do you, how do you spend time? Okay. So... Uh... Uh, there was something that happened in, uh, you know, I'm now into, uh, you know, uh, meditation and teaching meditation and wow. doing yoga. 
yeah and uh, oh, the one of the best things that happened was uh, in this lockdown was uh, i got a chance to uh, you know uh, become a yoga teacher uh, online uh, i think yoga training to become a do, teacher you did a yoga training during this lockdown to become a yoga teacher yeah. to certify yourself yeah, amazing 200 hours yoga training program uh-huh yeah so in fact me and my daughter both of us enrolled and uh, both of us have passed out uh, to be yoga teacher yoga yeah that is amazing amazing so i also teach the uh, something called as the happiness program for the art of living foundation okay so yeah. shri shri ravi shankar Yes, yes, yes. I am a devotee, and I practice the Sudarshan Kriya, and I teach the Sudarshan Kriya. That is amazing. I did that course, and then I don't practice it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice to know that you did the course, but <laughs> I did the course. All that Bastrika and Ujjayi breathing yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah that's yes, amazing. Yes. I mean, I need to, I need oh, to nice. brush up my Sudarshan Kriya with you then. Oh yeah that would be amazing because now we have online teaching programs <laughs> That's amazing <laughs> yeah the the yeah, so yeah since, I uh, 2010 I'm teaching the art of living courses I need to contact you for that you should you should do you have your own kind of channel or something where you put these things or you have what is the way you teach them how do you teach them now you know in this corona now, virus time now we have we have enrollments and then uh, we have the zoom meeting arranged for all uh-huh. the people who are online during that period uh-huh. and uh, we will be you know a couple of teachers two three of us co teach the courses amazing i've forgotten everything yeah. about it because it's so long ago uh, <laughs> that mm-hmm. i did this course then you uh, must you must do ragu our next online program and yeah. brush up your <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you are teaching it, I'll definitely attend. Give me the I link. Send me the link. Send me the yes, link. Send us all yes. the link. Maybe all of us can do it together. <laughs> as many as many as possible. It'll be fun. Yeah. You know. Another uh, thing uh, I started uh, started uh, learning uh, last two years ago was uh, something called as the craniosacral therapy. What is that? Which is a part. Which is a part of the osteopathy. Uh huh. So uh, I had I was suffering from sciatica. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm hypothyroid since my uh, since about twenty years now since my daughter's birth. Uh-huh. So uh, I was having some complications of long-standing hypothyroidism. Okay. And uh, somehow I learned of uh, you know I was patient of craniosacral therapy. I took a few sessions, and it really helped me. Okay. And uh, then uh, uh, you know this program came up where I can do it part time. Uh-huh. So I have just uh, I'm just about to graduate from this two years program of studying craniosacral therapy. Uh, and then you become certified to give this craniosacral therapy for sciatica. Yeah. Yes. Not sciatica. It's like for so many. For a lot things. of things. Uh huh. A lot of things. A lot of things. I'm like right now. You know, I I am to I'm supposed to submit some case studies. So couple of my patients. One is you know varicose veins. another uh-huh. one is pisori uh-huh. uh you know another one i have with epilepsy so amazing different varied kind of conditions it helps yeah so 
in brief, if you can explain to someone within like 30, 40 seconds, what is craniosacral therapy? What is the principles of it? Do you actually extract some pressure? What is it? Is it like, what is the no, most, uh, sim- what is it most similar it's to? A, it's a gentle touch therapy. Uh-huh. And, uh, we believe that there is a, the body has an inherent intelligence yeah. to heal itself. So what we do as craniosacral therapists is just uh, make your body aware of its intelligence and slowly the body itself will heal itself back. Wow. Yeah. This is the power of the touch, basically. It's not, you're not putting needles in like acupuncture or no. acupressure. You're not, I was thinking that you actually hold the head and pull the sacrum down. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's nice because it's craniosacral, right? This has been such an educational thing for me. <laughs> yeah. Listening to you. All right. So in, in craniosacral therapy, there is a lot of importance given to uh, the cranium, the craniosacral fluid. The flow of the craniosacral fluid. Which is CSF or is different? Yes, CSF. 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 Okay. Yeah. And the fascia, the various fascia that we have in our body. Uh-huh. The lymphatic system. Uh-huh. This few, uh, three or four things are very, very important. And you have so got, you, you yourself found good results, but I have, and you are, you are seeing this happening where allopathic yeah. medicine doesn't work very well. These kind yes. of things work very well. Yeah. Amazing. It's almost like a you are becoming more like a holistic doctor who, who yeah. not only is very well trained in allopathy um, mm-hmm. and and knows the intricacies of the immunology and everything because you are a you know blood transfusion uh, specialist. Mm-hmm. But now it is meditation, craniosacral touch therapy. Uh, mm-hmm. Your daughter is also doing osteopathy, uh, right. yoga, <laughs> and then art of living. Right? You know, it's like phenomenal. Yeah. It's like a you know, hitting all the boxes everywhere, <laughs> ticking all the boxes. And the most important, and the most important is finding a soulmate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so. you, you have just like put it all in a nutshell. Huh? <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to kind of that's find friends and yeah. It's amazing. I'm so grateful that I can be, I'm doing, I'm able to do so many things, you know, and uh, this was my, always my dream. Even in school, I always used to feel that I just don't want to do one thing. I want to do a lot of things in life. I want to experience everything. Uh And in your own way, you kind of defined it and, and very... You, you are able to balance it out. That's so. That is not, that is really nice. It's, it's so. So I'll be, I'll become your patient someday. <laughs> For all these things. Why you want to become a patient, Rahu? Huh? No, no, no. I'm saying you know, no? meditation, yoga. I, ah, you know, I'm yeah. not saying that. You know, I'm talking about in more like a more like all all these things. You know, things that. Yeah. Um, you know what has happened is I'll take a course and then I'll say okay I'll do it and I'll do it for two days three days, four days, uh-huh. and after that, it's gone. I've not okay. done it. It's like, you know, there are, there are, I even took a course in transcendental meditation. Right? So you uh-huh. pay a lot of money for them, Maharishi Yogi. Um, mm. And then oh, that's it. One month felt mm-hmm. great. I said, okay, I, mm-hmm. I think I've arrived. I'm done. It's all experience. I think, you know, I think probably there's uh, not enough motivation to continue. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, not enough not enough focus like you guys, you know, that is the problem. Yeah. Uh, so so, so, been, so yeah. 
motivation can be either uh, you know you want to find it good and you want to have it better one yeah. can be that motivation and another motivation can be like you know you are like not you know you are suffering there is something wrong and then you want to correct it yeah that can be a motivation yeah i i am i, I think i did all these things out of curiosity it was not because uh-huh. there was a need for me to find something patch up something i'll say hey, what is this people are talking about it let me do it right. it was more like that so, yeah so probably that is the reason it is not <laughs> it is not it is but not stuck <laughs> yeah that is a but it is amazing curiosity is, curiosity is not possible maybe not a strong enough reason to continue it is not <laughs> it is not it is not um mm-hmm. it's been great speaking to you deepali i think um yeah. you know i mean it's it's amazing to see you as usual and mm-hmm. as i said earlier when i saw you you have not changed a bit you're the same deepali that i remember when we walked out of medical school you know all I of us are all the meditation i think you know possible you know it's probably the yeah. meditation and you also have that kind of peaceful look thank you i think probably if you would have met me a decade ago or not a decade maybe some time ago then i i was looking different and feeling different and then again it has changed yeah and 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 the kind of gravitas that you have is is totally different <laughs> it's amazing amazing to see you thank and you. thanks a lot for coming on and recording this with me you know this is thank you Rahul. thanks a lot